Metal Cough. Hey, behave. Recording this podcast on a Tuesday morning, live on the tube. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Tuesday morning, I'd say it's lunch. Lunchtime. 11.15 is lunchtime. Yeah, if you're Jocko, it's like mid-afternoon. Depends what time you get up. I mean, what time does that guy start swinging kettlebells? Like 4.30 a.m. local? Earlier? I, I, I mean, I have I had a day this morning. I just My eyes opened at 5.30, and I'm someone who grew up loving to sleep more than any, and I just, or 5.30, and I was out of bed by about 5.50. Yeah. I just good. I just can't sleep sometimes. Can you sometimes work out at that time? If you if you do that and you just pop up out of bed at five. My most productive is I, I drink coffee. I did I did a little work for about an hour and a half. I, I did go at about seven thirty this morning. That's pretty good. Any run-ins? Any issues? No. Well, I mean, you don't have to worry about Corona run-ins anymore because the the masks are off. And uh, I again, maybe I just the times that I go, everyone's much more friendly. Sunday was an edgy group. They got the Sunday scaries. They're trying to trying to work those off. Yeah, this guy was pissed. All right, uh, here's hey, w- what's up, everybody. We got things rolling now. Don't forget to get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. You go to the iTunes page. You leave us a review, five stars. In that review, leave a question, whatever you want, and uh, we'll address it on the uh, weekend mailbag show. Also, you mentioned this the other day. We got the Facebook page, Haberman and Middlecoff on Facebook. Restarting, jumpstarting that bad boy. So if you want to throw a question there and, um, uh, you know, we'll include one of those. Maybe we'll pull something from there for the mailbag. We'll see. I, I just am tweeting out as well. The U.S. Open, this little thing called the United States Open Golf Tournament, Tory Pines, our DraftKings game. We have no math major here. 66 spots left as of record. I'm tweeting it out right now. Boom. Tweeted okay. it out. Because sometimes oh, you like, I Let- can't find the game. I can't find the game. I know. Tweeted Let it me, out. Uh, we're a little uh, discombobulated here to start this thing today. Let me add the link will be in the podcast description, the link to join the DraftKings game in the podcast description. And it is now in the YouTube video. If you happen to be watching the YouTube, that you can also find the link directly to the Haberman and Middlecoff League with the game is there. If you're new to DraftKings, sign up with the code ham. Okay. And, and you mentioned it earlier, Facebook. I, I threw it up there, I think, yesterday. I mean, we got a lot of <laughs> shit going on, Haberman. A lot. I we mean, just, a two-man operation. We are like uh, SEAL Team 6 here. We can accomplish a lot with a small group because it's not like we got 15 people. You know, some of these media companies got all these people. They're getting overpaid. You know, let's call it what it is. Some of these companies are getting overpaid by some of these sponsors, and they're doing who knows what. We, we deliver, and we get our money's worth because we only have to pay me and you. <laughs> It's a pop and pop operation, John. <laughs> it's a pop and pop. The old pop and pop. Uh, but, you know, if pop and pop suddenly popped up doing some other things uh, that you wouldn't expect from a pop and pop shop. Pop and pop. Uh, is that all? Are those all our announcements to start the, to start class today? Yeah, I think all so. of our announcements. Yep. Download right, the we'll, DraftKings uh, app. Do that now. God, what a week. What a week this is. You got to take these when you can get it. We got a U.S. Open. Okay. Uh, podcast videos, it's all brought to you in part by our friends at DraftKings. We mentioned it. Get in the Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings game. Also, DraftKings is popping off for the NBA playoffs nonstop, John. Uh, big, 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 big deal when you play uh, basketball DraftKings. I, if you want to get in, again, Haberman and Middlecoff League. We had a league. It's been going now for over a year. It's been wildly successful. 200-person game. Sign up with the code HAM. Get in right now. We are big fantasy guys. 
I mean, big fantasy. Daily. Guys. Daily fantasy, guys. Yeah, well, we came in late to the game because we never did normal fantasy. I have nothing. I, I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to do normal fantasy. Daily fantasy all day long with our friends at DraftKings. Just download the top-rated DraftKings app now. Use the promo code AM when you sign up. Free shot at $10,000. $10,000. Total prizes every day. Basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cast prizes. That's promo code AM. For a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Get your skin in the game. The Do free-to-play it. pools for the hoops. The Haberman Middle Cough League for the golf. Nonstop, baby. Uh, podcast also brought to you in part by MyBookie. .ag. Promo code HAM in the number one. MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM in the number one. Use HAM1 to sign up. You can accept the bonus, which is 50% of your deposit amount up to $1,000. You can also decline the bonus because you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. But either way, Ham won. What are you looking at for the U.S. Open right now? What do you think about first-round leader bets? You know, this guy, I had not thought hot. about a first-round leader bet until you brought it up to me. And uh, I'll, go ahead. Tell me more. Uh, Jason Kokrak. He just won a couple weeks ago at Congressional. Beat Jordan Spieth. No big deal in his home turf. Six, the one thing about first round leader bets, because it's a pretty tough bet to hit, 66 to 1 first round leader bet. If you bet $25 on 66 to 1, that would be like $1,250. If you bet $50, it'd be $3,300. If you bet $100, it'd be $6,600. Co crack. Oh, we just need to get hot with the putter. He's a top five putter. 66 to 1 guy. How do you beat that? Uh, I got one I like. How about this one? You know, they played the Farmers Insurance uh, Open at Torrey Pines back in late January. Patrick Reed, in the first round, shot a 64. Okay? Round one, 64. That was the bet. Him and Alex Noren. And then he shot a round four, 68, which was the fourth best fourth round shot at this course. Also went 72-70. So he's 40-1 to one right now. Ooh. P. Reed, who's he playing with? Uh, Leishman and Rom and Rom. So here he is with Rom. Rom, you got to figure is on a mission. Okay. Yeah. Rom's got a lot to prove. A lot of eyeballs on Rom. Everyone's watching Rom. What does that mean? A oh, little, little, uh, little foot wedge over here by the tree. No one's going to notice. So you account a stroke there. I'm telling you, I like P. Reed. P. Reed likes this course based on recent action. You know, when Rom got kicked out of the tournament for Corona, the the tour does give you a hundred thousand dollars. So he got, he did get some money. They have the $100,000 Corona thing. That's not bad. So, I, what I would love is to get a positive, a false positive when I'm one stroke from missing the cut on Saturday or uh, Friday. What do you think about this? Max Homa top five in the tournament. Local guy, Southern California. California guy, used to the Bermuda, used to the POA, used to the the dew in the air. Mm. Uh, also Southern California guy, so he's comfortable you down there. Put into there. the water, the ball's going to roll, even if it's uphill. Top, fi- top five, 16 to one. Top five, 16 to one. Max Homa. Okay. I like, how about Victor Hovland? What's Don't his, hate him either. What, what's his top 15? I'm going to go give that a peek right now. Top 15, well, top it, 10, top five, whatever. I like Hovland, maybe not to win, but be in the mix. I've seen a lot of people betting on Matt Wolf. Remember, he was dueling it out last year with Bryson. He's disappeared for a year. I, I, uh, I don't know if I'd put any money on Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf should stay away from me. I think Jordan Spieth should stay away from me as well. Uh, Jordan Spieth is, uh, judging from the DraftKings game and the MyBookie, Jordan Spieth is getting a lot of uh, action. He won the Valero. He's top 10, John, in 
five of his last seven events, so maybe a Jordan Spieth top 10. Uh, he's also 176th in driving accuracy, and that looks like it's going to be important this week. But, you know, he's getting a lot of action. Which That's I, never I'm been his thing. I don't know if he's valued. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Yeah, it's, he's one without. It's not his thing. To me, he is Phil Mickelson, and where does Phil Mickelson never win? The U.S. Open. I, to me, he's a stay away. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on, dog. Or All doggies. Right. Uh, or doggies. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. So it's just, you know, we're excited right now. We're caffeinated. We're fired up to be here. Um, okay. So we're not getting Brooks and Bryson, by the way, before we dive into some football stuff. No, it's they asked Bryson. Your- they didn't ask Bryson. I'd be I, a little I, surprised I, if they asked him, but I probably shouldn't be. I know that's what Brett Fax Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they would ask him. His agent declined or claimed that their declining is a made-up lie that they were never asked. Brad Listen, Faxon I, said they asked him and he declined it. And then his agent said we were never asked. My take overall would be I, I, I do understand because I think a lot of people are like, why do you ask? I'm a big believer. You ask for you fucking give apologies later. You don't ask for permission. You just figure it out. He is the defending champion. Like he's the U.S. Open defending champion. That has to stand for something. I If he was not the defending champion, I would be really hot and bothered. But I, I thought that it was going to be – I didn't expect it, and I just – I did think they would ask him because he is the defending champion. Like, that is a pretty big – he's your defending champion, right? Isn't that a big deal? No. No. It's a big deal at the Masters where you get to pick the menu. Other than that, no, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal in terms of the buildup to the whole thing, like a national championship team – is your defending champions. But as Chris Peterson said, we don't get to carry last year with us. We all go back to square one when a new season kicks off. So I understand. I will defend Bryson on his goal is to go win the U.S. Open this week. So if he thinks being around Brooks is a distraction, then it makes it harder for him to win the U.S. Open. That's his primary focus. I actually don't have a big problem with it, in part because it's just everyone loves piling on him. So I'll defend a little bit there. But... Uh, and the other thing is, you told me they do have a way they do things, right? The defending champ and like the masters champ and somebody else and they the play together. Amateur, yeah. Okay, so that to me there is, is a, a better there argument. is a protocol. Being the defending champ at the thing, I, you know, I, I'm cool with it getting you the best parking spot. Uh, you getting, you, you know, you 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 getting to weigh in on how they structure the tournament. I would not be down again if that's the reason that they ask. I, I think that's a little goofy. They actually ma- manipulated it. It's usually the U.S. Open champion, the previous Open champion, and the U.S. amateur. Well, there was no Open last year, right, because of international water. So they threw Hideki <laughs> in there. So, so they're already manipulating it a little bit. I, I Listen, I don't get me wrong. Like, I wanted to see it. I think we both – I think most people in golf were not expecting it, though, right? They thought, yeah, it's we not were not. You, I, you asked me the other day. I said ten percent. That's probably high. I don't. I didn't ask you the same question. What would you have said? Yeah, I mean that, that and that even felt like you know I'm I'm closer to zero than I am ten. You know, there's no promise of this. You can only create what you create. We could wait the rest of our lives and never get the two of them playing together on a Sunday, which is what we really want. Sometimes, you know, life is stranger than fiction. Hopefully. That comes to be here where we actually get something better than those two playing together in the first round. Um, you know, I, I think what would be, be interesting is 
if we're rolling through on Saturday evening and there's the chance the two of them play together and, you know, somebody makes a putt to make it happen or misses a putt to prevent it from happening, those guys usually don't know, have any idea what would be the results in terms of pairings while they're playing Saturday, but... Does feel inevitable, though, because a tournament that they're both at that's not on this level, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you lean into it? Like, it's going to happen, you'd think. For the pip, John, what about the... I thought everyone was talking shit for the pip. I know. Let's dive in. Time for some takes. We're here for the takes. I mean, that was a take. But now we're here for some takes. So, I saw, I think, today what was the worst take of the day. And this is what I loved about this take is it was a totally classic, just sports, harmless. There's no problem with it. This is not anything outside of just a sports take. I think it's a bad take, but it's just a good old-fashioned sports take, John. And uh, that take was on the Ross Tucker podcast. Adam Lefko said that he thinks people are more excited about off-seasons in their sports. Now, he identified football, but he said he was talking about all sports. Um more excited about the off seasons than the actual seasons. People are more interested in the NFL draft and free agency. And during the season, they care more about their fantasy team than the wild card race. Um, I think it's, it's untrue. And the reason I wanted to address it is because Ross Tucker then retweets the video. It's got, you know, as of whatever, early in the morning on Tuesday, 20,000 views on the video. I think people will regurgitate it. It's a bad take. Don't repeat it. Ross Tucker retweeted that John and said, is this true? The answer is unequivocally No. It is not true. What have I preached? I've, you and I have talked about this for years. The games, the games, the games, the games. NFL games are the most valuable property that anybody has in all of sports outside of owning the actual teams. And honestly, I'd rather probably, I hadn't thought about it until just now, I'd probably rather own the TV rights than one individual team. I mean, it is so valuable. I guess with the team, you, you know, it's probably the way to go. But you get the to games, reap the hundred billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the games, the games, the games, the games, the games. The games do fifteen million. The Sunday Night Football is the number one TV show, ten years running, no competition. Yeah, the NFL draft this year did like fourteen million. It was an incredibly huge draft. That's once a year. It was an outlier draft because of all the big name quarterbacks that were in it, and uh, it's not big. The games are doing fifteen million a week. A week, maybe 16, maybe 17. The games, the games, the games, the games, the games. All this other stuff is great because of the games. Yeah, the well, games it's not true. But Lefko is an NBA guy now, works for TNT, hosts the show on Tuesday night with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. In the NBA, the offseason, the movement is bigger than the games. Their games no longer rate. The playoffs I'm not even are positive in that that's true. Like, what I do you mean? Well, I mean, if they did an NBA offseason free agency show, the talk would not be bigger than a game rating. It would not. Well, be. no, no, but I think. I mean, okay, these, LeBron's decision's big, but you don't get that every year. I, I think for the media people in the space, their podcasts, their television shows do, and their videos that they put out in the NBA space do bigger deals about trades, about guys demanding trades, guys moving teams. And now, definitely in the NBA, the regular season, no one watches anymore. The playoffs kind of hit or miss depending on what brand is in there. The NFL is in a completely different universe. And this was my issue with Brooks and Bryson, is the NFL does not relate to any of these other fucking sports. Because, like you said, their games, the Jags-Texans Thursday night, the shittiest game possible, will still get 10 million people watching. You could add up the last five NBA playoff games, and it probably wouldn't equal that. 
right? The last week of NBA playoff games. They, they have nothing in common with these other leagues. And my issue with golf is, as a diehard golf guy, you're fighting for this. There is no number two sport in America. But Lefko has become an NBA guy. In, in, in the NBA little ecosystem, I think they believe, like, that they're number two. And the, the data would say, you just follow Ethan Strauss. They are no longer that. I don't know if it's baseball. I don't know if it's golf. It just depends on the time of year and what event's going on. But, like, in the other sports, some of that stuff does matter. Like right now in like the baseball little bubble, talking about the stuff on the ball, suspending guys, but with pay. Like that is in football, like that stuff matters a lot too. Like we like talking about BSing during the week. But when the game comes on, it's the only sport that you can guarantee that fucking a shitload of people are going to be on their couch and watching. It's the only sport. And that's where like your whole take is it's, it's not comparable to all the other stuff. And they also have great drama too. But their drama equals to the game. Well, you're in season, but he's talking about off season. So your in season drama is helped by the fact that you have games. So I like to me, yeah. Occasionally you get some free agency story that really matters. Occasionally you get a draft that's massive. But the games happen so often that I would argue with every sport, like baseball, hot stove. I don't care who the free agent is, is not going to consistently be a better. Uh, talking point for your average fan than even their game. You can tell me baseball ratings are down, NBA, whatever. Like their game, the stuff you do around the games is still going to be bigger than the stuff that happens when there's no games. Let's let's be real about the hot stove. PG&E turned out the power. Hot stove now lasts for fucking five months. Like yeah, hot but, stove's but, dead. Right, but I, my point is whatever you, pick whatever you got, the games, the stuff that happens around your games is still going to be bigger than the stuff that doesn't happen around your games. Well, yeah. It, well, to me, the, the NBA, or excuse me, the NFL's greatest point of difference right now is no matter what, when I turn on the game, one, the star players that they're playing in that game, I just know I'm going to get their best effort. And I know that they're going to play if they're healthy. In baseball, I we talked about it with DeGrom. Like at any moment, the sweet pitcher can get yanked out of the game, right? And, and in baseball, also hitters, like you just get some games off. In basketball, they've proven that the guys don't even play. Football has a point of difference that their game... Like, Patrick Mahomes, week 11, is like, you know, I'm just going to take today off and just kind of cruise toward the end of the seat. Like, that's just not going to happen. And then when you're watching the game, unless they get injured, you know they're going to play. Like, I think they have so many advantages that are just built in the nature of the sport. I, my take on, on my three and out podcast, like, I, it hit me over the weekend. I think the NFL is going to continue to separate from everything else, and it's already in the, the lead dog. Because their games are so much better than all the other games. I'm just talking regular season, right? Because the the one thing where baseball and basketball have lost people, we don't watch because their playoffs are still cool. Like you can't watch a sweet playoff baseball or basketball game if you like sports and go, this isn't good, right? Most people are going to agree it's very entertaining if you watch a tight, big game in either sport. But the people don't watch in the regular season anymore. In the NFL, everyone's locked in. Now, you can say that's because of fantasy football. Fantasy football, like fantasy baseball and fantasy bat, they die to have people like that locked in and watching the games. With fan- Fantasy football means you're fucking watching the Bengals if I live in California. That's a good thing. The NFL's like, that's why we just got $100 billion. You got Middlecoff and Haberman watching the New York Giants game because I got Saquon Barkley and you got Golden Tate, right? Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, whether they're watching because they care about the wild card race or their fantasy team, they're watching the games. Again, it's all centered around the games. Offseason's good, but the games are better. Offseason's good, the games are better. I think, and I've said this for years, the built-in advantage for the NFL is that it's harder to break up as, as media has become more fractured. It's harder to break up 
NFL games into more fragmented pieces. Baseball with 162 games, 81 home games, has always relied on the fragments of the just the volume of fragmented games over the course of a season adding up to a big number. Basketball the same. Ton of games, 82 games. The fragments of your games add up to a big number. Well, the NFL, the beauty is that the product is finite. There's 16 games, now 17, right? Now seven. Yeah, 16 games, yeah, now 17. there's 17 games. So, and, and here's the other thing. There's no my team plays on the East Coast at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. There's Mondays, there's Thursdays, there's Sundays. That's it. So I can still be 100% of my energy. I can miss multiple days of, I can miss, I can take Tuesday off and Wednesday off. Hell, I can take Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. But the, the main course is going to be there for me on Sunday. And it is so built into everything. It's built into everything in just American culture. It's really, it doesn't require, the NFL requires the least commitment from a fan to stay locked in on what's happening. Now you got to commit to some time on Sunday. That's cool. It's Sunday. It's an easy one. Yeah. Right. There's a reason Sunday night is premium TV because it's an easy one. It's the least commitment. And yet it creates the most widespread content. It's, well, one it's, uh, major issue, but but again, I'll go back to the original point. Sorry, John. It's a it centers around the games, but also with the games in football, and this works for college football too. They all matter. Now, like one game won't determine if you're going to win the Super Bowl or not, but that individual game matters, and everyone knows it on both sides of the ledger. Yeah. Right, both teams, both teams' fan bases, both teams' coaches, both teams' quarterbacks, both teams' general managers. In basketball, they've told us now for years, our regular season doesn't matter. We do not care. And in baseball, historically, like, they can't care about every single game. It's like, it's a long season. You can't tell in our generation, we don't care and expect us to give a fuck. Like, that's, and that's been a huge problem for both sports. You know, and it's where the, the old people, they're still into baseball. But the younger generation, like, why would I watch this? It doesn't even matter. And in the NBA, their stars literally tell you, I don't care about this game. I'm not going to play. Well, why the fuck should I? And I don't. I mean, I kind of do. My peers don't. <laughs> right? But in the NFL, they would never tell you that. Can you imagine a coach be like, that game didn't? They would never utter those words. Not in a million years. It's why I, I'm hard on Adam Silver. I think he's let the league get away from him. And he's got a problem. I mean, it's been a it's been an epidemic of resting is that to me the tanking thing is less of an issue because there's always been shitty teams. It's more that just like your star players. I've had so many friends over the years buy a ticket to a game, whether it's a Kings game to see a star player, a Warriors game, and they don't. They just sit like that. Is it's it's basically I've said it for a while now. It's looking at every guy in the stands and flipping your middle finger to him. And the NFL, the only way the guy's not playing is if he's injured. He's never like you know we're just we're giving Jamal Adams, Russell Wilson, DK. The week off. Can you imagine? I mean, that would be one of the biggest stories. Like, that would never happen. It may happen week 17 for the playoffs, but that's somewhat understood. I'm yeah, it happens like in the four. preseason, but, you know, it's it's such an accepted part. It's been such a built-in part of the preseason. It's not the regular season. It's the preseason. And, and, and we kind games. of all agree that that's somewhat of a scam, charging people. Yeah, and they eliminated things. one of the games and added a regular yeah. season game. You know, I think uh, now, by the F- way, fans take think, seriously what you take seriously. I think baseball's doing a good. I think baseball's trying. I, and look, I, I'm a diehard baseball guy, so I watch baseball all the time. And I think they've done a better job 
of trying to elevate some of the young, fun guys they got. But again, there is a built-in disadvantage for baseball. Now, they also have an, if you get something good going, there's an advantage in that you are on every night. So that can be good in a local market. But that's different than talking about a national product. In the NFL, it's a national product, meaning you care about the whole big picture in addition to your local team. Baseball's more about just let me watch my team and see where everything shakes out in the end. I think a great example of the urgency that the NFL creates is the 49ers in 2019. When the Niners were 8-0, and it felt like if they lose a game, which they did at 8-0 to the Seahawks, if they lose a game or two or three, this whole thing, they could, go, they could all of a sudden become a wild card team, right? They look like the most dominant team in the league, and it still kind of felt like they got to win every week, which, of course, wasn't totally true because they lost, 13, they lost three games and still became the one seed, but they had to have an incredible year just to hang on to that spot. I think that's a perfect example of every of making sure that every game matters because you yeah. you can you can very early in an NFL season start talking about how many teams have started one and three and made the playoffs right all those stats exist because a quarter of the season is over in a month. You have to care about things if you want your fans to care about them. I, I think it's really just that simple. You know, I think you you and I grew up in a generation where that was less important in 2021 though, and, and the way people younger than us think. You'll lose them quick, and they have. I mean, just these other sports. And, and they have built-in disadvantages the length of the season. Like, ultimately, a, a baseball game today just does not matter, and that is just a problem. <laughs> you know? It, ju- it just is. And I, in baseball, you can go, you can try to get around it, but it's like that's just a built-in problem and no fault of their own. And then when you factor in, you see Brian Price, Bob Not- Nightingale wrote a long article. He just quit. And he's just like, I listen, I, I hated the way I felt about my sport. And people are like, you're just an old guy. He's like, I, I hated the game I was managing and watching. And it was just, it, it was not. Well, he didn't like using the opener? Just everything about it. Just and doing it, it just, off the off the spreadsheet? Yeah, he just thought it was it was boring to watch. Uh, just everything involved with it. It was a good article. Yeah, I, um. Uh, Again, you're talking about you have, two guys, like I watch a lot. You know, the bottom I, I, line is I, you got a lot of options. And so the things you watch are the things that are urgent. And but, football has that and the other sports football, don't. But, but again, I'll go back to the original point. Football's offseason is not better than football season. Yeah, you can get a good month in a given year if there's a big debate about who's the number one quarterback. It's, it's, it's still big, but it's not going to be bigger than the actual season. It's not. And you don't want it to be. You you want there to be a lot of stuff around your sport that keeps your sport in the news cycle 365 days a year. But you ultimately have to pay it off. Like, your consumer has to feel like it's building towards something. And with see, the NFL, it's always building towards the games. The games, the see, games, and I the, think, games the games, I, the I think Lefko kind of lives more in the NBA world, and I do think it's true that I think that that has, that over, has, has overtaken the games, which has ruined the product for a lot of people. Right. Or I mean, ruin the relevancy of the product, which obviously has a precipitous drop off in interest because the yeah, free agency is a big deal when it's about where is your star player going to end up. But your star players can't end up on different teams every other year. But right. I, but I think even the bigger issue that with free agency is all these players demanding trades nonstop, like twenty four, all the sweet players in the NBA. right, right. But that's what I'm saying is like with him, like I get what he's saying. Like all, if you made a show about free agency, that would be huge. It's true, but you can't keep going back to that well if it's your best players changing teams all the time. Because now you have broken all the you know the connection between the fan and the team is pretty valuable. That's how they get invested. Yeah. That's what keeps them coming back. My team versus your team. 
right? If you watch, like I was watching, I told you that Leeds United thing the other day. I watched one episode. These people are hell bent. Like there was some guy on the team who's from the area, wherever, whatever town Leeds is in. And he's like, you know, the, the fans were like, he's got to step it up. He knows what Leeds means to us because he's one of us and he needs to be better. I was like, damn. Okay. Like that connection is really important. Yeah. Shit needs to matter. It, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, speaking of star players on different teams, how about this guy? Stefan Gilmore, John, uh, not showing up to mandatory uh, OTAs. The, the voluntary offseason workouts he didn't come to did not show up yesterday, today, or presumably won't show up on Wednesday. So that'll cost him $90,000 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, he's, he's on last year of his deal, John. He's got $7 million coming to him. He was the defensive player of the year a couple of years ago. Dan Graziano on Monday said, uh, there's some thought that he could get traded in March around free agency. That didn't happen. There's issues. Teams that are interested know he's not happy with the contract, so you got to give up something to get him, and then you got to give him something, and that makes teams reluctant to part with the kind of value the Patriots are certainly wanting. And I remember before he tore his quad last year, there was some talk that the Patriots were going to try, and their intent was to trade him during the season before the deadline. Then he got hurt. They couldn't do it, so now they're hanging on to him. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey's IG posting trying to recruit him. I think he's going to be 31. Would you be interested in in him? Would you be interested in Stephon Gilmore in a trade? I think it was a, pr- I think it was a pretty big blow for the Patriots because if he was healthy, they might have been able to get a one, right? Because he still had another year and Which a half under contract. Wanted. Yeah, and then he got hurt and it screwed him. I have a philosophy, and I developed it within the last 24 hours. I would... You never want to say never to anything in life, so you have to be open-minded. But you cannot go down the well multiple times of extending star players to their third contract, non-quarterback. And the Niners just did it with Trent Williams. And it's, we've talked, like, it's a bold move. Now, they didn't really have a choice, but they are getting an older player. This is his third contract. He was a highly drafted guy. He got a huge extension. They gave him the third. I would say in the history of the league, you usually, you know, star non-quarterbacks have like an eight or nine year run. Cardinals with J.J. Watt, they gave him a lot less than Trent Williams. Like, that's a pretty risky proposition. I'm not in that business. And I, you can do it once. This would be the second time the Niners did it. And like you said, it, it would probably, like, they're just going to give a second. It was kind of the Julio Jones thing. You know, are you going to give a second and then give Julio Jones a contract? Now he hasn't demanded a contract, so Gilmore's even more. Like, Julio showed up last week, right, and practiced with Tennessee. Gilmore wouldn't do that with the, with the Patriots or another team. So I I would say it would be a no-go for me. Yeah, I think with him, you'd, you'd probably have to and he's agree. And he's coming off a major injury. And he's coming off a quad there. You'd probably have to agree to a contract with him, right, before you acquire him. You'd have to at least have an understanding of what you're going to pay him before you acquire him. Cause you're not going to give up whatever you have to give up for him. Um, if you think he's going to come hold out and you don't want to pay him. Like as an example, Jamal Adams didn't show Jamal Adams is holding out in Seattle. Well, look, the guys, this will be his first Yeah, He's coming off his rookie contract. He's got one year left on his deal. This is not a surprise to the Seahawks. I think when they traded for him, they had to have every intention that they're going to pay Jamal Adams. Now, for what's sure. that number going to be? We'll see. But this is not a surprise to anybody. This is what they knew was coming when they acquired the guy. 
And it's different, right? Because what is he, 25? Now, he got hurt last year, but he's 25, 26 years old. He's relatively young. This is a different spot. I think the only reason it even crosses my mind with Gilmore and the Niners is because I do think ultimately it's going to be a position where they need another guy at corner. But, uh, you know, this is this would be a lot because I think they, like you said, they would expect a lot for him because he's still a really good player. Are they do in the business the Niners of trading Stephon Gilmore for a third? If the Niners could do that draft over, they would have taken Jamal Adams over Solomon Thomas. Man, they probably just would have taken Patrick Mahomes, but let's not go down that. <laughs> yeah, road. once you start redoing that draft, what what was the question you asked on Gilmore? Uh, well, are the Patriots going to trade him for a fourth round pick, third round pick? Well, if he's not going to show, they might. Yeah, i I'd be a little but the, surprised. But, a t- but, a, but is the team going to trade a third round pick for him if he's not going to show up? What would he get right now if he were a free agent? I mean, off the major injury, I. I I think it would be a pretty complicated issue. He's injured. So if you're not giving him a major contract off free agency, now maybe you would do it. Maybe you would. One year, $20 million or something? Guaranteed? Well, I mean, just a one. Well, Clowney got 15. I mean, what's, uh, yeah, 18? I mean, he's. Yeah. That feels high to me. You know, 12 with incentives to get to 20? He'd get. He played for like 12 last year. They moved some of his money up. That's why he's only making seven this year. But yeah, to echo your... He's a, comp- he's a complicated situation that I would not be in the business of unless I get for an all-time... Day. If I get... A f- can I get for five million bucks? Again, I'm not trading for him unless but I can it, trade for him a mid-round pick and it doesn't make any sense for the Patriots to just write it out. Here's the thing. If you're, you're him on a third-year contract, are you signing a one-year deal? In other words, if he were a free agent and you told me the Niners could get him one year and I would... Anything over like 14 would feel... I'm talking free agent. I'm not talking about giving up compensation. That's a whole other conversation. What would you pay for him on a one-year contract if you were the 49ers? Would you uh, give yeah, him 18? I, mean, I, I would do something risky. Yeah, 14, okay, 15, but because, 16. But he's not going to... Yeah. So you're not going to trade a fourth can I, can I work him? Can I work yeah, him yeah. out if and check out agent, the leg? Let's say you, he does a physical yeah. and whatever. I, I would take out. a swing. But I think we agree that it could be a disaster, right? It could. And so now you throw into that... Are they real? I, I see. I, I don't know. I, I would... Uh, this is why we talked about him around the draft is because, you know, before they drafted Mac Jones, could you trade Jimmy for him? And you're both kind of taking a risk. But a, I, I, but I've changed pick. my tune that just the more I've thought about older players and I just I would stay away from paying premiums. I have no problem getting them on a discount, but you got to pay a premium for his services and he's old and he's hurt. You got to pay a premium in contract or in trade assets. I, I'm just talking about hypothetically if he was a free agent. Like I, I just would not be in the business of trading for older players when you don't have a lot of picks. Too, that's not that's pretty risky business. Well, that that's where to me what they could end up with is a player for player trade. You're trading somebody kind of redundant or risky. Again, that's not the case right now with the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not redundant at this point in time. Well, the Patriots don't need them anymore. And the Patriots, yeah, yeah. But but my point is, like, that's they've done those types of deals before, right? Player I would do that. I, I would do a player for player trade, yes, and then give him a one year contract. But I, I don't know if he's showing up for a one year contract. But the Niners don't really have a player for player trade to give him that the Patriots would want. No, no, no. Now I'm just talking about him and the Patriots. I don't think it fits for the Niners from that standpoint. I think it used to it used to fit for the Niners. I don't think it. Does one thing anymore. I think Gilmore's going to find out is teams aren't going to be lined up for him. That he might have to roll back with the Patriots, play well, then maybe he could get like a two year, 
thirty million dollar contract, twenty million guaranteed. Do you agree with that? Like, if he just rides this out with the Patriots, is good again, maybe he could get a big payday. Not from Belichick, because Belichick does not give third contracts. No, John Belichick's got uh, J.C. Jackson, an undrafted free agent on the other side, who's actually pretty good. So yeah, he doesn't. He's not into it. Doesn't get enough, he doesn't get enough credit for J.C. Jackson, I don't think, by the way. Well, I think he would have got a lot of credit last year. Remember the last two years, the Patriots, it was their worst Tom Brady season two years ago, right? They got bounced in the first round. It was just kind of weird. And then last year, they weren't that good. To me, if they would have been Super Bowl-level Patriots, I think a lot of people would be blowing J.C. Jackson publicly. I think he flies a little under the radar nationally because the Patriots have just slipped a little bit. If he had been the J.C. Jackson in, like, 2016, I think a lot of people would be like, Malcolm Butler, you know? Now, Malcolm did have the play. Yeah. But uh, Malcolm Butler can't run, you know? Malcolm Butler was a good player, right? But I, every, if you just went down the street and ran into NFL fans, you bring up Malcolm Butler. Every human knows who Malcolm Butler is. I mean, he's probably one of the most famous players of the last, like, decade non-quarterback. Well, he's right? made one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl <laughs> history. Yeah. But he, then he parlayed that into a big contract with the Titans. Yeah. Can't run. The other thing was the legend of it, right? That it was like, this was the play they practiced three days before or something like that. Yeah, and he took a wrong angle, and then they coached him up, and they knew the play was coming. <laughs> yeah. So, it was a sweet play. It was a sweet play. John, let's tell the people about our friends at Decked. Oh. Are you kidding me? Decked.com slash ham. Decked.com slash ham. Decked, if you own a truck, I see ever since Deck jumped on the pod, we talked to Deck a couple weeks ago. They're on the pod this week. I went on a walk yesterday. I walked by a bunch of construction zone, pickup trucks everywhere. And all I can see now is people who need Decked. The drawer system for organizing, accessing, protecting, and securing everything that you carry with you in your truck. Guy, each of Deck's two full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out, roll out Waist high, giving you easy access. Organize your tools, gear, whatever. Hey, you want a tailgate? You know, you pull that bad boy out, throw some brewskis in there, some Trulies, some White Claws, some uh, Coors Light Seltzers, whatever you want. Tito's, throw it in the ice, boop, 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 and then you got a tailgate. The deck system keeps your gear secure. It's out of sight and out of mind. It lays down on the bed, so you can still put things over it, right? Up to 2,000 pounds. You know, whatever you got, right? You want a couple offensive linemen, a couple Trent Williams, stand right on there, no big deal. The How much deck, do you uh, think Trent Williams weighs? Uh, right, not, not that much, 320. The deck system is 100%, I love this, made in the USA and backed by a three-year no-hassle warranty with a second-to-none customer service team ready to answer all your questions. 4.89 stars in over 7,000 reviews. There's plenty of, like John mentioned, non-traditional ways. You can retrofit it with electronics. You fill the drawers with ice for your uh, for your big tailgates. You can put your 4x4 with that 2,000-pound payload uh, capacity. You can put your 4x4 on top of the drawers. Uh, keeps your gear secure, out of sight, out of mind, and uh, uh, weatherproof as well. So three-year warranty, but I think you mentioned this. Did you mention this today or the other day? They've uh, the other day. No other They've warranty. never turned anyone down. It's a great nope. company to work with. Uh, fits every full-size truck and cargo van made since the mid-'90s and every mid-sized truck since around 2005. Take the worry out of your mind when it comes to your truck. It's durable. It's a stress reliever. No other product like it. Go check it out. It's fun to look at. We did it. Decked.com slash ham. 
That's decked.com slash ham for your free shipping. Decked.com slash ham. Do it. I don't know if you got this, but I got some of these uh, in my DMs today. Go, go get Florio. Go get him. I don't know how Florio became like this lightning rod for takes, but, uh, he, but he's he he's pretty he's become as someone who's you know not on Twitter as much as I used to. That's where I take Florio. I have noticed though specifically he does some trolling things. Like he's he's plays to his little role of. I mean he's he's a little he can be a little fake with some of the shit he does. So, he knows what he's doing, I guess, what I'm saying. Uh, he said this during... Uh, I, I, I pulled these quotes from um, 49ers Web Zone, who uh, compiled some of what, what Florio said, John. I God, I love aggregators. <laughs> I keep going back to the common denominator for dysfunction in Green Bay, the dysfunction in San Francisco, the dysfunction with the Rams, where they dumped Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, the dysfunction with the Seahawks, it all traces back to Tom Brady. The dysfunction is he just is he just listing NFC champions as dysfunctional? <laughs> yeah, I, what is he talking about? He went on to say, uh, or one of the other things he said that he listed as evidence that the Niners are dysfunctional was that they traded up to three before they knew who they wanted, and uh, in his estimation, they could have got their guy at twelve. Well, I, I think a lot of the media feels like they have egg on their face with the Mac Jones thing. They put all their chips in the middle of the table for whoever was telling them that, and they were adamant. And it wasn't just they felt like people taking swings. People kept doubling, tri- tripling, and quadrupling down. And then Mac Jones was not only not selected, he went 15th. So it's like a lot of people look dumb. Now, I don't think that's necessarily what he means here. Uh, I, I do believe when Kyle said that they were taking Trey Lance the entire time, I said from the beginning uh, that – I, I don't know if this is true, but when they made the trade, I believed that they had their list. They were going to obviously things can change over a month and a half or whatever. They made the trade. I do believe to take Trey Lance, and I think it's been proven that when they did that, it had a domino effect on the Broncos, who then traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and the Carolina Panthers. Like over that month, they got word like it's going to be Trey Lance. And they got Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. Because Trey Lance, I saw one of the things he was saying, again, I didn't read this, an aggregator had wrote this, one thing Florio was adamant that the Niners screwed up the trade, they could have got Trey Lance at 12, that is not correct. They could have got Mac Jones at, at 12, that has been proven. Trey Lance, no chance to me he makes it past like five. Because those teams would have traded up to get him. Trey Lance who was on the Colts board. Like, he was widely, highly thought about. Mac Jones was not. Mac Jones was the ultimate smokescreen because nobody in the freaking league, I talked to a team that was not in the quarterback mix, and I said, where do you think, if the Niners don't take Mac Jones, not that I believe they would, this was in like April leading up the draft, where do you think he's going to go? He's like, you know what's funny? We were sitting with our feet up, bullshitting after meetings. We had the same fucking conversation. Because we couldn't find a place. Bill might have been the only guy. Bill ended up taking him. So I think a lot of these people feel they got played. To the to the Rams on Florio, like trading for Matt Stafford and getting rid of Jared Goff isn't dysfunction. It's a genius freaking move. Every Niner fan I know wanted Matt Stafford, and rightfully so. What are you talking about? Dysfunction? Now you could argue like 
Is it classy the way Sean McVay is talking shit about McVay? Is that the right thing to do? That's not dysfunction. Honestly, I, I appreciate the authenticity. If you hate a motherfucker, tell me. Right? What, what Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson do, I think, is kind of fraudulent. Come out and say it, guys. Russell, you want what player do you want? Like, do you just hate your teammates? Just say it. But you never will because you're this corporate no, kind no, no, of no, no, no. Hold halo on, hold around. On. You can't say I hate my teammates if you're going to play for that. Not team. hate my teammates. So that's, not, but ultimate, that's the right But thing ultimately, he's mad. Like, you want better play? Like, what player do you want? Like, who is the guy you want? Like, Aaron, what, do, what is it that you, you claim it's not Jordan Love? What is it? He, what's going on? But they will never say it. Ever. Where it's like, Sean, I give Sean McVay some credit. He's at least telling you you can't stand the guy. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I appreciate authenticity, uh, which is something that's clearly lost. We all appreciate it, but it's not always in your best interest. Just like it wasn't in Kyle's best interest to be authentic leading up to the draft, right? Like, I, I think part of what happened with Kyle when he made everybody, when he said what he told Tim, he wanted everybody to think it was Mac Jones at that press conference, that we... I think the way his press conference was interpreted was properly interpreted based on what he wanted people to think. Now, the question just became after that point in time, is he lying or is he telling the truth? But it's clear he wanted people to think, at least he has said this, and I think we talked about this after the fact, the thing to interpret from that press conference is he's talking about Mac Jones. The question then is, is he telling you the truth or is he lying? But that's a separate issue. The idea that that, that is proof of dysfunction or because here's the other thing Florio is leaving out of this. If we accept his premise that by trading up to, that they traded up to three without knowing who they were going to take. Let's just accept the premise for a second. Kyle has, I think, had a pretty good answer for that, which is it allowed us to do our due diligence for a month and a half without having to hide anything, which is a little untrue because then he went on to hide things. So, you know, some of these things knock knock into other things. But the point is part of trading up to three is so you can do a deep dive on guys, right? You can show up to Trey Lance's pro day. You can have Trey Lance work out with John Beck. You're not quite as worried about. I do think there are some holes in like this whole thing being presented like this was the master plan and it played out exactly how we wanted from the Niners standpoint. But I do think if you knock them for trading up early, you ignore the fact that they probably did get to do some work on players that would have been harder to do if they weren't sitting there at three. To, to me, if you're operating under the premise they did not know, I don't know if dysfunctional would be the right word. I would say that's pretty insane. If yeah, you made the trade, but not, not having a guy circled. And then, like any human, if you have a month or two months to close a deal... Right, you should do more due diligence. Like, okay, but if you just just made the move, like we we think we like one of these three guys, let's let it rip. Like that, I think we would both be on the same page. That's if that came out, like they literally had no clue. They were just gonna see. That's nuts, right? Even if it ultimately led to Trey Lance, like that's pretty crazy to make a trade of that magnitude. And Simply for the right fair. to make the pick. Yeah. I think it's pretty fair based on what they said, based on talking about the players, based on John Lynch. It doesn't, I, I don't think that's true. I, I will acknowledge the possibility of that maybe being true. I don't believe it's true. So if I say and to I don't you, think, I think they traded up with an order, with a list, maybe feeling like there were a couple guys they would consider in that list, that's acceptable? Even though, but, but it wasn't, we absolutely know who we're going to take? If you told me that when they made the trade, they felt comfortable on tape, like they think Trey Lance, they would take him number three overall, but we got to get to know the guy. Like I would understand that. 
or just knowing like no chance because it's just an economic exercise, like a player with those attributes. To me, you make that trade knowing once you kind of watch them, once people get their hands on them and, and you have the background information, like this guy is never going to sniff 12. If they had, this is where my pushback on Mac Jones, if they had made that trade for Mac Jones, you have no understanding of the market. And that would have been an embarrassing thing, but they didn't. So I, I have to give them credit. Like Trey Lance and back to what I said about Denver. And this is where I think Florio's just kind of been proven wrong. Like Trey Lance was the guy these, all these teams were kind of circling. And for whatever reason, and I don't quite understand it, even though my guy ended up getting him. I think Justin, Justin Fields, even if in NFL circles, most people had Trey over Justin, I think Justin was a pretty damn good prospect. But clearly, I mean, I teams were off the scent on that one a little. When I off the scent's the wrong word, just off on him. Right? Because those two teams passed him. I think, would you agree that Denver and Carolina would have been interested in Trey Lance and try to take him? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think that now with hindsight, yes. But I, I don't think there's, yeah. I don't think at all he would have been there at 12. I don't think there's a chance. I don't think he would have made a. I think people would have traded up to like three or four. Part of it would have been if you were the Niners, you probably even if you're sitting there at twelve that day, and then he's sitting there at six, you would have tried to go up to get him. In all likelihood, right? I mean, how far did Chicago come to get Fields? Twenty to eleven. So you're telling me somebody else would take him? My point is, we're only talking about Minnesota was going to trade for him too. That's right, Fields. Thanks to the uh, Panthers uh, social team for that breaking news. <laughs> but we're only talking about teams that were ahead of that were in the top 12, right? You, when you're talking yeah. about Denver and Carolina, there's other teams that would have been beyond the top 12 that also would have considered moving up. Yeah. Hell, Cause Bill some of the teams in the top 10 have quarterbacks, right? Bill might've <laughs> considered shitty. it. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like if, if Trey Lance is sitting there at 11 or the Niners just going to get to sit there and seems unlikely. My, my, it's hard. Like I, I get like they have tenuous quarterback situations because their quarterbacks are, you know, a little sensitive, but like, I don't, I have a hard time calling green Bay and Seattle dysfunctional. Like they just have these unique players that are just kind of being a pain in the ass. Like they've had it pretty good. It's hard for, you know, to consistently win like those two franchises do and just be like these idiots. And also, like, Stafford for Goff, like, that, that's just, in my world, not dysfunctional. Is it a miscalculation? Did they pay him when they shouldn't have? And all this, 100%. Did they change their mind? Things change. Because ultimately, McVay, you know, if, if it had happened to Kyle, it would have been a very polarizing thing. But they kept winning, so we don't talk about it. McVay had to give the thumbs up on the huge contract extension for Jared Goff. He had to have. Or been behind it and cool with it. And then he clearly changed course within... You know, it felt like 12 months. It might have been a little longer than that, 18 months. Like, multiple seasons, they were out on him. They go to the Super Bowl with him, they extend him, and then two years later, he can't stand him. That, like, if, that, if you and I, the way we talk about the Niners, like, that would have been, we would have talked about that nonstop if it would have been the quarterback and Kyle equivalent, right? He okays a huge deal, and then he hates him two years later. Like, that's, that's pretty nuts. But what the one curveball McVay has that Kyle just won't have is, like, I didn't draft the guy. We were winning with him, and then things changed. Like, he wasn't my handpicked guy. Yeah, it's also just the nature of you kind of get stuck with quarterbacks, and you end up in spots you don't want to be when their contracts they are did up. Pay, they did pay him early, though, remember? Well, like I understand. After year three. I understand. But to back, back to your point on dysfunction, um, the I give the Packers, I give the Seahawks a ton of credit for being this good for this long. It, you, you are this good for, in the Packers' case, 
with Rodgers, I mean, 14 years, right, whatever it is, you're this good. They've been a Super Bowl contender, Seattle, for a decade. Like, if you're going to be good for a decade, it's going to be hard. And I go back to Antonio Brown and the Steelers. What, what did we say about the Steelers when they got rid of Antonio Brown? The Steelers are dysfunctional or it's amazing the Steelers made it this long with Antonio Brown. That's what we said. That. That's right. Yeah. Like, so I give the Packers credit in many ways. Now, not with this particular situation. We'll see how this resolves itself. But if it resolves itself, they're going to get credit for that. Seattle seems like for the moment it's resolved itself. They get credit for that. It's hard to be on top of the mountain with egos and money and all of the all the attention, all of that that comes with it. It is not easy for anybody, for anybody to stay up at top. So you stay at the top in the NFL, however, you, you, you're a Super Bowl contender for a decade. You're not dysfunctional. You know why, guy? Why? Wind blows the strongest at the top of the mountain. That's a good line. <laughs> Feels like a low Neil line. Not a- <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I like that, John. I like that line a lot. Uh, I do. All right, uh, let's talk about George Kittle because he was on Good Morning Football and uh, talked about the uh, quarterbacks. In fact, you know what's funny about this is we just read some quotes from Pro Football Talk on Forty ers Web Zone. Pro Football Talk. Quoted 49ers web zone on Kittle quotes from uh, Good Morning Football. So what goes around comes around. Uh, some of these are aggregators helping aggregators. Uh, now, like Florio's the richest aggregator. All right. So, so uh, this is George Kittle on Good Morning Football. I think Trey Lance has all the attributes to be a special quarterback. He takes risks. He's trying to fit in fit the ball into small windows. I'm excited to see his progress throughout training camp. He's definitely in the right spot. About Garoppolo, Kittle said, I know there was a story that came out that Jimmy was one of the first guys to text Trey Lance. That's just the type of guy Jimmy is. He's not going to say, he's not going to shy away from adversity, shy away from a draft pick. He has a fire lit under him. He's excited to roll. I know Coach Shanahan said it, and I said it too. I think Jimmy played one of his best OTAs that I've seen. He was just slinging it left and right, and that was fun to see. So what do we think about Kittle talking about his quarterbacks? Well, as Kyle, when he said it, admitted this was Jimmy's second OTAs with the Niners. Hasn't had a lot of opportunity. He was not there in 17. 18 was his first. 19 he missed because of an ACL. The 20s didn't happen. And this, so he's two of two of five. You know, so let's, I see what George is saying. And I, I, you and I, the one practice we attended, we had planned on attending another one in the minicamp, but they all got canceled, which, you know, not the worst thing. I, can't, I, have I a whole, can't have a holdout if you cancel OTAs in minicamp, John. <laughs> no, no, you can't. But Jimmy looked good. Like, I, I remember talking to you on the sideline, some other people on the sideline. This, I don't care who you are. Even if I, probably Rodgers would be a little different with Jordan Love when you see him that bad. In, in that situation, when you're someone of Jimmy's caliber, right, you've accomplished something but you're not accomplished enough to be untouchable. And then the amount of draft picks. One thing players are not dumb with, they do understand two things to me in football. Money, right? So if you get a, if you sign a huge free agent, they immediately know that guy is just going to get playing time, right? The, the money equates to playing time, and draft picks equate to playing time immediately. Now things can change, but Jimmy understands when, when Trey walks out there, what they just invested in him, even though Jimmy makes more and is anointed the starting quarterback and still told he's taking the one reps. Like Jimmy understands it. The urgency of just 
every rep, some of them he's handing the ball to them. Some they're just doing the the dual passes. They are just kind of hand in hand in everything they do. And Trey's bigger. He's stronger. <laughs> he's just way younger. And let's face it, he's kind of the apple of the coach's eye, who the coach is, I don't know, the offensive play caller. So if you're Jimmy, this is where back to his, like the the base of his football, I think really benefits him. You and I, we've talked about the Edelman uh, podcast with Chris Long. It actually is a pretty good insight. Just a couple things that I didn't even know. They're like, damn. I mean, you read some of these stories. We've, we've all read them over the years, right? About anything about Tom getting yelled at and everyone gets yelled at or just no pictures or just all the stuff that goes on. The I didn't realize about their practices. It is an environment where feelings, like Mike McDaniel says, like we don't do feelings here. We do. Ex- we try to. We try to win. We're in the business. I'm of telling you, Mike McDaniel's going to be a highly quoted man. I do think Jimmy coming from the Patriots, like if you just come from random team, it could be a little overwhelming. Even if you would accomplish like taking a team to a Super Bowl, I think you get some pelts on the wall just internally. I think when you just last in New England for several years, right? And in his situation, you see a lot. like right with Tom, you see right? a lot so of discomfort, like- and you're in a lot of situations <laughs> that are uncomfortable. Don't you think he's equipped, given that experience? I think he has to be better off than most people. I think he's equipped, given that experience. I also think anybody watching or listening to this has been hopeless before. It's a basic human, sometimes in your career, in your personal life. And that feeling can be crippling. It's your hard. Diet. In your diet, is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, you go down that road where it's like, what's the point of working out? Let me just eat three pizzas. Yeah. And, I know. Um, and then you work out shirtless, and you go, I got to make a change. Um, but if you're hopeless, it's hard to motivate yourself. And I think with Jimmy right now, uh, it shouldn't be that hard to motivate himself because even though everything you said is true, Trey Lance's physical skills, Trey Lance's draft position, apple of the coach's eye, all that, Jimmy Garoppolo has the upper hand. He's been an NFL quarterback. He knows the offense. He's healthy right now. Like there's no reason for Garoppolo to feel hopeless or trapped because he has the, this is, not a competition yet, but if it becomes one, he, for right now in 2021, has the advantage. Now, if it was a competition in 2022, or if it was a competition in 2023, he might not have the advantage. But right now, today, he has the advantage. He's played with all the players. He's played with this coaching staff. He knows the offense. He's been in the NFL. He's played a road game with fans in the NFL. You know, I was looking the other day. Washington plays Michigan week two of the college football season. Washington, not only did they not play a road game in front of fans last year, they did not play a road game last year. So if you're the returning starting quarterback, like, are you? Right? It's very different. So there's all this Think stuff. how many guys on that team were first-year starters last year. Uh, their they quarterback a was decent one. Amount. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think their coach. there was a lot, even though you go, maybe I'm hopeless about me finishing my career in San Francisco if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not hopeless about the opportunity to be the starting quarterback on the team this year. And for that reason, I think he has plenty of, like when Kittle says he looks ready to roll. Yeah, because I, I think the best competition, the, 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 the competition you probably get the most out of yourself in is a competition that you think you can win. Yeah, that's the easiest one to get yourself mentally fired up for. Now, sometimes you're in a competition, maybe you don't think you can win, but you try and you do your best and whatever. But the easiest one to get yourself fired up for is a competition that you maybe you need to have a little edge. You need to be on your best in order to win, but you think you can win because that gives you confidence and that makes you want to compete. And I think right now he should have confidence 
that if it comes to a competition, he can win that competition, given how little experience Trey Lance has. The coaches, because so much of football in training camp, like once the season starts, once like we have a month in, we'll just be able to be like, Jimmy's played well. Jimmy's been average. Jimmy's been shitty. Like we'll have evidence. But when a training camp battle happens, even if you're at camp, it's still like you and I could attend every practice. It, it's pretty subjective unless it's a it's a distinct gap. Because I go back to my second year at Fresno State. Derek came in, and Derek showed up early. John was the uh, was, starting tight end. It, it was clear <laughs> that, uh, Your sophomore that, year. Ca- that, that Carr was better than Ryan Colburn. It was clear, like physically gifted. But Pat, he was just a little, you know, he just wanted to give this guy the chance. Like, he kind of manipulated it a little bit. He easily could have chose Derek. And I think there were guys, some older guys on the team that thought it was Ryan's time, but I think everyone acknowledged Derek was more talented. Kyle can. Didn't he wait like, till like Jimmy, the Thursday before the opener to name a starter that year? Is that, is that yeah, but he had told him like I think the week before, like Ryan knew. I don't because the opener was against like Rutgers, you know, on Thursday night. Greg Schiano, the McCordy brothers, uh, Devin Britt. They had a receiver. Britt. Uh, no, Kenny, uh, Britt. Kenny Britt. Yeah, but my point is like Jimmy. Jimmy can only control what he can control. Like Kyle gets to kind of like it's. It's not out of the realm of possibility if Trey Lance is just freaking incredible and Jimmy's struggling in camp or just just Jimmy and Trey's just better that Trey could just beat him out. It's unlikely, but ultimately it's on it's up to Kyle, not Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Like the coach I do that's but, the thing in football. I think like they do have a lot of juice, like the the coach can just yeah, this guy's a starter. It happens all the time. It it, it definitely does. But more than more than the other sports, right? Just like, you know, we just we had it in our gut. Usually in in like it happens every once in a while in baseball, like a guy makes a team out of spring training. But like in football, when you have like a crazy, this guy's no longer the starter because in basketball everyone plays. In baseball, even if you're like a reliever, you get to play. In football, it's like if you're you're either you're the backup right guard, you might not play at all, right? It's like hey, this guy's been on the team for like seven years. He's not a starter anymore. But again, that's why I think it's a perfect mix mix for Garoppolo because what you just described is a very realistic situation. But again. So he's got the edge. Like he knows he yeah. he can't be just average. Like he's got to be really good. But you said 2021, and I I'm with you. Like today, and even like going into training camp, I do think it could change. Like in camp and the preseason games, it could let's change. Just think about when he came back from the ACL that Monday night Denver Bronco preseason game. That you know I don't know Booger whoever was calling it then that was a disaster. Remember that. It was like, oh my god! They ended up making the Super Bowl that year, but it was everyone around like this is they're fucked. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, again, that's part of that is dependent on how good Jimmy is. Now you're right; preseason starts, and Trey Lance starts running around making plays. You go, whoa, oh yeah, that, that's my point. I just think Trey can do things that Jimmy can't. That some of Jimmy's advantages when a guy is just physically so much more gifted, because the one thing he had with Tom is like I bet Bill was saying. Kind of like having this guy who's just a little more mobile. And then we've watched Jimmy. It's not like Jimmy ain't Josh Allen, but relative to Tom, I bet inside, like him and Josh, like we can do some boot stuff. We can do some rollout stuff. Tom's like, how about I just get rid of the ball in half a second and throw it to the right place? At one point in time, think about how crazy life is. Jimmy Garoppolo was in New England when Tom Brady was widely considered, even at the time, the greatest quarterback of all time. And I bet people were telling him, maybe even Bill telling, maybe not Don Yee, because Don also would tell Tom. But, like, Jimmy was getting the vibe, like, 
bro, this is going to be your team. You're going to take over for Tom freaking Brady. And then things change. He's traded. And now he's fighting for his own life. Like sports is kind of a microcosm in life. Like you can, you can really go penthouse to outhouse. Now the great part is even outhouse when you're making big money, it's like not really an outhouse. You still get to live in the sweetest house, but you, you do have pride. In Especially what you as a quarterback. And, yeah. It, it can change quick. Yeah. Like Jimmy's a couple bad years away from just being a backup. Right. Right. It's really, it sounds kind of crazy, but when you think about it, like a bad year this year, he doesn't win a spot next year as a starting quarterback. Like Jimmy Garoppolo could turn into a backup, I think, faster than we think. Slash, he could resurrect his career and have eight more years of starting quarterback. You can become a backup and then become a starting quarterback pretty quick, right? Which one, like, is he more likely to kind of have that career kind of up and down, or would you say he's a starting quarterback at minimum the next four or five years? You know, I don't know. I think it's a fork in the road this year. I don't know. I think he's capable of being a starting quarterback for the next four or five years. I definitely do. But, you know, he's not going to get that. Op- First and foremost, he's not going to get that opportunity if he's not healthy this year. Yeah. No. Because at minimum, if you're healthy, you can come into camp and maybe we draft a guy and then you got to beat him out. But at least you can beat him out. If you're not healthy, no one's even going to give you that chance. Like, here's $9 million. Here's here's the Andy, Andy Dalton situation last year. But even Andy, this like year, Jimmy's this high has been probably higher than Andy. But Andy just has way more games. His career is a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimmy at any moment could just head to the training room. So, I mean, do, do you feel like you know an answer to that question? No. I, 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 he, In a weird way, he's one of the more fascinating players in the league. Like, what's his career? If you told me he was a backup in two years, I'd believe it. If you told me he had a great year and then gets kind of the Alex Smith, like they trade him, he signs an extension with the Washington football team, I'd believe that too. Yeah. Because he's, he's not that old, and he's pretty good. He's better than most, but he's not an elite guy. He's kind of one of those in the Better than guys. most! Better than most. <laughs> that was my golf call. We think about you, Tiger. Was that the line? Better than most. Yeah, better than most. Better than most. And it finally goes in. It's, like, it's always such a weird call to me, John. Let's tell the people about Indeed.com/ham before we move on. Right now, you're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need to help make a short list of quality candidates, you need a hiring partner who makes your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. It's the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. You post, you screen, you interview, all on Indeed. With the tools like Indeed, Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skill tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests that add your must-have requirements. Because that's the thing. When you're looking for a job, you know, a, a candidate, you want to do specific things, and you want to find the people that are good at specific things. That's where Indeed comes in. They run these queries. They get the best candidates right in front of you. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, guy. You need Indeed. 73% of all online job seekers in the U.S., Visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore. And with Indeed Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post. $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions conditions apply. I love my conditions. I like Condities. How are the Condities today? Blowing hard from the east to the west. 
It's a big golf thing. Where did it I never heard that until mm-hmm. I heard was it no land up maybe that I heard that on like first. Yeah, like, it's, oh, a, it's, it's a good it's a good line. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's a good line. All right. Uh, Speaking of uh, George Kittle on uh, Good Morning Football, he also said this, John. So Nick Bosa's coming back. We re-signed Trent Williams. Those guys are pretty decent. 
ESPN did a top pass rushers list, and Nick Bosa didn't make the list. We bring back we bring back Fred Warner, five starters in the secondary, and we got a decent tight end. End quote. A, uh, I appreciate a good defiant, like no one believes in us. Um, and I definitely appreciate a guy talking about a list that I couldn't find, even though I tried. Now maybe it was. Did you know? I don't know what pass rusher list he's talking about, but Bosa wasn't on it. He remembered it. Uh, who knows who did it? He's pissed. So I, I love a player's ability, and I'm not being tongue in cheek. Like I'm serious. Like you left me off the list. You left my guy off the list. Middle finger to you. I I do think lists used to resonate at least like they used to have more. Everyone agree like a list was a big deal 15 years ago when there were like five total lists. There could right. be seven million lists now. Like I mean, yeah. every you know swinging you know what could have a list out there. I don't even know how you keep track now. If ESPN.com did it, I get it. My pushback would be. And I, I'm with you. I like this too. I like this mentality. George really is an underdog in the sense of his talents, not, but fifth round pick, right? It was any, any to me, late round pick is an underdog that becomes a star. Like they have the right mentality in the way he plays. He plays like every possession, every catch, every play that he's in is going to be his last. The thing I would push back on Nick Bosa, if he had been four year starter and in like, back-to-back Pro Bowls, like, I would get it. He played one year. Now, he was that year was awesome. Way better, I think, than even the Niners thought he was going to be, and they clearly loved him. Definitely better than, I mean, fans, by, by halfway through, you're like, God, this guy's incredible. Like, he, he was awesome. He was, like, Khalil Mack, who was probably the best pass rusher on the West Coast. You know, uh, outside pass rusher, there's Aaron Donald, too. But, like, what Nick Bosa does... He was nowhere near that good as a rookie. I guess Joey Bosa, too, and Joey was pretty good. But remember, Joey sat out some games, and then he showed up, and he started kicking everyone's ass. And I think a lot of – I know myself, I'm like, is he really going to be as good as Joey? And he was – they're different type players, but I think it's safe to say, like, he might be a little better than Joey because he's, he's, he's slippier. Slip, slipperier? Slipperier? That's the word I'm looking for. That feels like a weird w- word. Because w- when you're based on power – the way the NFL, you just can't run guys over every play. And not that Joe, Joey's a great power guy. Same with Khalil. But like Vaughn Miller, when he's right, when you can just slip around guys, bend that edge, run the hoop, it's a borderline impossible play to stop. Like It really is when you can bend the edge. And, and Nick can bend the edge. Now, the knock on him is just... Because I, I do think George is right. If we got this guy healthy for 17 games, I'm with you. He's a fucking monster and your defense is a lock to be good. Well, I, I think that's a question. Can they depend on that? To me, he's the biggest question of all the guys he listed. Because now even they got two quarterbacks. So even if Jimmy goes down, throw in Trey. Just, can Nick Bosa play the entire season? Hell, George, can you play the entire season? Can can their five starters in the secondary play the entire season? That's been an issue in the Niners secondary for several years, right? Health. Tart gets hurt a lot. Jimmy Ward's been hurt. K1 Williams. Very good hurt. player. Jason Verrett. One of the stories of the Niners last year was that Jason Verrett didn't get hurt. So the question with this team is not. Well, you know the Chiefs are they brought in Chiefs brought in K1 and they liked him a lot. I don't think the medical. I mean, not that we all know this. I mean, he's been injured. They were just a little uncomfortable. And I think the Niners clearly they just took him back. He was so cheap. They it's the medical is pretty risky with him. He was and out he, there yeah, in the wind would, for a while. Unsigned. Big time. You know why? Because he couldn't pass physicals. It's like bone on bone to his knee. But he is one of the best nickel corners. So it's they just, they do have a lot of 
question marks for a team that on paper, I'm with everyone, is a playoff team. But I'd say it starts with Nick. Like, you just, if I gave you over under 13 and a half games, Nick Bosa. If you told me right now he plays 13, take it or leave it. I would, I'd like 14, but I'd probably take that. But missing four games is not, that's a lot of games. Yeah. It's almost Chargers, a quarter of the, the, of the a 17 game season. The Chargers would take that with Joey. Would you take, if I told you 13 games, take it or risk and try and get a 15 game, a 16 game year out of Nick Bosa, what would you do? Well, it's, well, it's, I, you know, I, I try to do this Assuming it's not like the last four games of the season and he's done for the year. I, I had this stock that's up about seven grand. I was going to pay off my credit card just with profits. And I'm like, you know, I think it go up like another 10%. You know, I'll just, I'll have even some extra money. And then the last couple of days, like, whoop. And I got a little greedy. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'd be greedy. I'd want 15, 16 games. But if you said 13, I'd probably have to sign up for that. Yeah. Which, which is not good. Right. Like, if I told, well, if, if I told uh, Sean McVay he gets 13 games out of Aaron Donald, he would not sign up for that. Right. No, but I also think part of this is, okay, do I get 13 games out of Nick Bosa, but Kittle, Fred Warner, my secondary, and uh, Trent Williams play the whole year? Or is it 13 games out of Nick Bosa and 14 games out of Trent Williams and 15 games out of Fred Warner and 13 games out of... And then the secondary is piecemeal the whole year. Like, that, like to me, if, it's, if a guy gets hurt for four games, okay. I'd like to, that's the big difference. Yeah, that's that's, that's, ine- that's inevitable. If you said right? 13 games for Bosa, but he, that's the only major like star player that gets hurt for the Niners, you'd go, okay, that you can do. If you tell me, well, they're going to have like four major, in- they're going to have four star players get hurt, you'd go, well, now I, I'll roll the dice because I need a full season out of Bosa. If you tell uh, me I'm that two guys in the secondary and Fred Warner each miss games. So, you know, that's, if, if you said, if you went through every team in the league and said, give me the big ifs with them. If X, then they're great. You go, if the quarterbacks are good and if they're healthy, that's what the Niners ifs are, right? Yeah. If they're healthy, I don't know that they win the Super Bowl, but if they're healthy, they're in the play. Like if this team is healthy, they are in the playoffs. 1000%. Because their margin for error too, they just have more good. Like the Rams are extremely top heavy, right? Like if they have an injury, it might not be a big deal. But if it's Aaron Donald and he missed two months, they're screwed, right? If Jalen Ramsey's out for a month, they'd be in trouble. Yeah, Matt, that's where Matt the Niners Stafford are. misses three games. Be interesting. John John Wolford still on the squad? I, I think he is. Yeah, I think he like I think he likes him a lot. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but he got a hurt trying to play him a certain way. I know he got his neck broken. He didn't actually get his neck broken, but he to go to the hospital. Concussion. Yeah, he got crushed. Golf came in a, into the game <laughs> as the second top. quarterback. <laughs> I know. Think about that. I don't think Sean Mc, that Sean McVay, Ben, I'm telling you guy, what I said earlier, if the equivalent would have happened with Kyle and a quarterback that he had given the go ahead to give that much money and the way it got, I think it would have been a bigger story in the NFL than what Goff. And maybe it's just Goff is kind of boring to people. So maybe not, but that, I don't feel that story got enough pub. I think part of it is he still won 10 games last year, not six. And then he pivoted into Stafford, right? Like Sean. he started saying, yeah. yeah, McVay started saying how much he hated the guy right around the time he pivoted into Matt Stafford. He, if he talked yeah. like he that must, for a year. He must have known. Yeah. I mean, he had his former executive was there in Detroit, so they got the deal done. They must have felt pretty good about that because he doubled down on his hatred and then all of a sudden he was gone. And then Jared <laughs> like, got Sean, aren't like, you trying to boost wait. his stock? Like, no. 
I'm Can not. you imagine going from Malibu to Detroit? Yeah, I don't want to talk shit about Detroit. I've never been there. No, it's hard. But you, you know, apparently very good Mediterranean food scene in Detroit, from what I've seen on the Food Network. And uh, you know, John, when you're rich, when you're really rich, like really rich, he's really rich. You're not like, oh, we're the I good think when you make thirty five. <laughs> Do you think he struggles qualifying for loans at $35 million? A like, year? did you see Matt Stafford? Like, money Sta- do you want, Jared? Well, Stafford's LA. Like, that's fantastic. But do you remember seeing Stafford's house in Detroit? It was sweet. It wasn't like, oh, grimy. That's what I've heard. Like, no. Do you notice, fine. like, whenever you hear a guy on a podcast, and it could even be older guys, like in the 90s or the 2000s, they always say, yeah, when I came to this town, I lived in this guy's house. And it's always some other famous athlete because he's like, I need to rent my house out. There's not a huge line, like the richest guy in town. Like it's easier to rent out an apartment for a thousand dollars than it is one for $20,000 a month. Well, who's your market for 20,000 a month? It's the Jared Goffs of the world that are coming in, right? Who I bet Matt Stafford, wherever he's living, if he doesn't already own a house, if he rented a house in LA, it is more than likely from someone famous, right? Yes. Potentially an athlete. Right. Well, now it used to be, you know, Hollywood actors, you're making, but now the athletes making 20 mil. It's like, even the actors can't, no. I mean, some of them, can't, I would say but. beside like the rock or Leo, there aren't many, there aren't many actors, especially with the way acting is going and movies not being as powerful as they once were. I bet some of these Netflix and Amazon prime are like, we're cashing it in. Like, what do you think Ted Lasso got from Apple? I mean, what's he getting for the second season? I'm glad you're finally watching that show. It's a very good show. It is fantastic. It is, it is. It's exactly what I needed. Something easy, something light, something funny, something unique. Heartfelt. Like it's, Very it's unique. just kind of different. Yeah, I resisted for a long time because I saw the promos. I'm like, this is cheesy. Like, no way. It was really good. It's well done. You pay for Apple TV? Um, I once upon, I probably. I mean, I got it on yeah. a you know a one month thing to watch that show, and I'm sure I still have the. Uh, I'm sure I'm still paying for it. I just canceled HBO Max yesterday. After we talked about it, because I realized it's 15 bucks a month. There's nothing on it I'm watching right now. If there's something I want to see, I'll react to it. If like Curb Your Enthusiasm comes back, then I'll start paying again. But there is nothing like just getting you to forget about a subscription. Well, I I actually, I need to write this down. I've got like nine audible credits I haven't used. Well, it's like, yeah. Manscaped charged me like $17.99. I saw on my credit card statement. I haven't haven't used you guys. I I did a one-time buy. What did you get? I didn't get anything. No, that pissed me off, but I had forgotten about it. Sometimes you see it's like, do I even want to call them like 17 bucks? But is it a recurring thing? I don't yeah, know. The answer is yes. You want your $17 back for sure. your $17. If they took $17 from everybody secretly, illegally, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. They, I mean, they go to jail. Well, I know. That's maybe good point. I need to call, you know. But I don't really want to talk I, I, to anybody. I know. There. But sometimes that's why I did the, the Xfinity. did that one online. Maybe you can do it online, but you probably forgot your password. You probably don't but have, I a didn't have a password. Yeah. I know. They're I that's shady, 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 shady. Shady lady. Uh all right. Big week. US Open. Get in the DraftKings game. We appreciate it. Anything else we need to say? That's all I got. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging. Later. Peace. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.